love and dating with Timmy and Pammy. <laughs> hey. What's up, Pammy? Yes, hello, Timmy. So Pammy's joining us uh, via her uh, home office as uh, she's been working like a crazy woman. So we, and I, don't, yes. I don't mean that as a bad thing. I'm just being funny. No, no, it's been absolutely, it's, it's good. You know, I prefer to be busy than bored. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it really is a, it's, it's a, an uptick <laughs> from, yeah. from the last several years of, uh, you know, of kind of the calm of, of the aftermath of COVID. So absolutely. Um, yeah, we're, we're rocking and rolling, which is good. Well, that's awesome. Well, let's get into it because I know you're limited on time. Uh, five signs that someone is possibly using you. Five signs that someone is possibly using you. And this is something to always be aware of. I mean, I, I remember this is, I think that the cure for this is what I would say is just communication or honesty. And, you mm -hmm. know, cause I was reading through some of these and I was like, oh, wow. You know, depending on the context of the relationship, this wouldn't be a bad thing because if you've said to someone, Hey, listen, I don't want to get serious. I just want to date casually. Then, then you've been honest with that person. I think the problem that occurs is when someone leads someone on, they, they essentially they lie or just deceive them and act like they want something more than what they really do in order to get yeah. what they want. Like, Oh yeah, I'm, I want to get married one day, but they don't like, mm -hmm. come on, just be honest. Right. Honesty yeah. always seems to be, and that's a quippy little thing. Honesty is the best policy, but it really is. You know, just it'll save yourself heartache, them heartache, and you'll feel better about yourself when you're honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and I, yes, we hear it all the time. Honesty is the best policy. But in a relationship, I mean, the moment you break down, you know, you just the littlest, you know, chip in the the foundation of the relationship with, you know, and we've talked about it before, lying and keeping secrets and and manipulating and all those things. I mean, the, once the foundation crumbles, you're not going to have one. You yeah. know, you're going to have a relationship. Right. All right. Five signs that they possibly are using you. This one's an easy one. Number one, they're only nice to you when they want to get something. <laughs> <laughs> that that I, i've i've actually coached married couples where like he would be all nice to try to get sex and then once he got sex then he went right back to being an asshole yeah or yeah. or and i'm sure women do the same thing where they're maybe nice you know and act all sweet and maybe even like give him sex in order to to get something from him and then go right back to being you know mm -hmm. bitchy and don't touch me yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, yeah, I've experienced that myself. Um, in in a, in a few uh, cases, um, one in particular, I remember it's just it was, you know, nice, 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 and then just blow up. Really? <laughs> and yeah, just blow up. And and it and it wasn't. And there was this, you know this idea that he would float you know, that it was my fault. And I just, you know, I was like, uh, I'm not the one throwing the tantrum right now. Yeah. That, that is not, you know, but he would, he would never take responsibility for his, you know, emotions. 
but he was super nice when he wanted something when he wanted to do something or you know yeah sex whatever yeah he was super super nice um you know which is really hard you know if you're not and you know i i will admit that at the time i was not i i was very um even keel with my emotions when it came to him it was kind of interesting um experiment and that's kind of how i look at that that uh, time you know i dated him was it was kind of showing me that yes i've grown i've become you know this person that is able to not not take on his emotional state and allow him to you know be who he is did i stay in it too long yes absolutely you know, a couple of months too long. Sure. Um, but I was, I was able to kind of, it was like watching it and, you know, from a side, like I wasn't in the relationship, like I was watching this unfold and I was seeing how I was handling it. I was super proud of myself yeah. for how I was handling his behavior. Um, and then when it did come time for, you know, the me to, to end the relationship, I was, I was, you know, convicted. And I was like super proud of myself for the way I handled it and just, you know, and we were done. But um, yeah, it's, there are people like that out there and it's, it's, I mean, it's not a, it's not a fun relationship. It's a roller coaster. I was going to say, I wouldn't think so. I would think there'd be a lot of value in consistency and, and someone having pretty much a consistent emotional, you know, well, I guess, I guess the opposite would be like if someone's bipolar or, you know, has severe mood swings, but then again, like surely you're aware of it. And so you should get help to fix that. Right. You know, if you're, if you're on the mountaintop and then in the Valley in the same week, uh, outside of situational, meaning, you know, if everything's happy and then you lose your job, I can understand being a little bit down and out about that, but uh, just in a normal everyday life, there should be a consistency. Your partner should expect um, a consistent mood, and and not just to be all over the place. Yeah, I I yeah. personally, uh, I I just I do not at all like mood swings at at all it's just it's no fun to deal with like who am i getting today what what's going on today and then you feel like you're walking on eggshells i'm you know i'm reading a book right now <clears throat> this book is freaking I, I highly recommend it if you haven't uh if you're out there and you haven't read it and, and pammy i would even recommend it to you it's it's it it's weirdly triggering slightly uh it's called educated and I don't have it right in front of me or I would read the little prescript, but it's a memoir, uh, about a girl named Tara Westover. You could just Google her T A R A Westover. Basically she was raised in a, in a super religious, actually Mormon, but a super very fundamental religious home as well as a survivalist type home that didn't believe in the doctors. The government was just a conspiracy to try to, you know, whatever. I mean, it, it, she lived in just crazy town. It was crazy town. Anytime anything bad happened to them, they would just use oils and, and potions and lotions and 
and just crazy stuff, Pammy. I mean, like just crazy, 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 crazy stuff where they should have absolutely taken their kid to the emergency room. Like absolutely. I don't even care. Like I'm a super health nut. I mean, I don't go run into the doctor every time I sniffle or sneeze or, you know, I'm just, I'm not that way. I mean, if it's, if it's something that I know, I just need to take, you know, I can take care of myself then I, I do. But also there are times when, you know, no, there oh, lotions and potions and, <laughs> <laughs> and uh garlic ain't gonna fix it you need to get your butt to the doctor and get get it taken care of yeah anyway i just say all that to say this girl lived in such a bipolar environment it was just crazy like you never knew what kind of mood her dad was going to be in whether he was gonna be a raging fucking piece of shit abusive oh. cock-sucking fucking idiot or if he was gonna somewhat be somewhat compassionate and oh. that's so traumatic for mm -hmm. a child to go through that where or a spouse like i, I just can't even imagine I, well i i can't imagine I, I would never be in a relationship like that the second that that exposed itself i would be gone i wouldn't put up with that shit for one second life is too short to be be with someone that's a heckle and jide a heckle and what's that jekyll jekyll and jekyll, I, jekyll yeah, and Hyde. Yeah, yeah. you know just like <laughs> crazy yeah. anyway the book's triggering only because some of the religious stuff it's you know it's just weird like i'm reading some of this and my home life was great i don't my home life was nothing like this book at all i just mean some of the the religious things and even some of the the natural path stuff that i'm i'm familiar with and just some of the things that they talk about in the book, it was just so fascinating. Anyway, I don't know why I'm getting off on that, except just that, you know, that being nice, someone can be nice and then turn the tables and that, right. that, that's just no good. You know, if you're only being nice to your partner because you're wanting to get something, or if that's you, if you're on the other end of that and your partner is mm -hmm. sweet and nice to you because they want something from you. And then once they get it, they go back to being an asshole. You know, that, yeah. that's a sign they're using you clearly what we're trying, what we're talking about here is dating, you know, um, because that that's when you, that's to me, you have to be always super keen and, and really, uh, what's the word, you know, really intentional about really looking into someone. And that's in the dating process. You're really trying to get to know someone looking for things, looking for the good too, you know, looking for good, noticing what you like, but also noticing negative things. And you and I've talked about this previously on the show where you see something early on, but you're, you, you just ignore it. Or you say, you know what, but they have this trait and this trait that's so good. You know, that one, you know, okay. So, so they hide a bat, a bottle of Jack Daniels under their pillow. That's not that bad. They are, <laughs> you know, rather than overlooking things that, that are potential problems, you know, really being astute, you know, especially in the dating process, that that's the time when you yeah. really need to be looking into this situation. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, you want to get out before, <laughs> before things get bad. Yeah. You know, cause they will, they'll just, they'll, they'll accumulate. Yeah. 
All right, number two, signs that they're uh, possibly using you. Number two, they don't seem to care about your needs. In other words, they're selfish. No. Have you ever dated anybody that was selfish? Yes, <laughs> I have. I have. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, that, that was also not fun. <laughs> it's yeah, like, no, it's not. It was very, it was, it was um, like an, and at the time, you know, like I was saying before, you know, I, I kind of had, matured in my own, um, emotional, uh, you know, accountability. And at the time I did not have these skills and training. And so I was, you know, I was at their mercy with my emotions. Wow. And so, you know, anytime my needs didn't get met, I was the one that was crying. I was the one that was feeling sorry for myself and, you know, all of these things versus standing up for myself and saying, Oh no, this is not the relationship I want to be in. Yeah, It's like, why can't they do this for me? Why can't they see that I'm a good person and want to do these, you know, why, why don't they want to do these things for me? Like that was a big, it was a big question, Yeah, but it wasn't because you can't, you can't change people and you can't change, you know, expect people to, always behave in the way you want them to just because you want them to do something doesn't mean they're going to. Yeah. (laughs) And it's easy to be selfish. I mean, uh, you know, I, I can't speak for anybody else, but I know there's times in my life when I've been selfish. Um, and I, I try to keep it in my mind that I think to not be selfish, it's, it's, you have to be intentional. Uh, Maybe there's some people that are maybe born, you know, very selfless. I don't know. Maybe, but I think for the most part, I mean, you know, we do try to do what things are good for us and that would be good for us and, you know, good for our stuff. And, you know, that's very normal um, and not even necessarily a bad thing until it becomes something bad, meaning or until it just becomes unbalanced to where you're right. only taking care of yourself. You're only thinking about yourself. For example, let me just give case in point. Sex is one thing easy to pick on, right? Like if if they if they're only the one organ or orgasming, you know, if it's if he just gets on and and does his thing and then gets off gets off literally and then doesn't uh, do anything for her, that to me is that's clearly they're not they don't care about your needs. They only care about their own needs. When it right. comes to money, that's easy to look at. You know, if they're only if they're buying you know good good new golf clubs for themselves and buying, you know, a new car for themselves and, and doing this, buying themselves new clothes and they never, uh, get you anything or never accommodate you or never say, Hey, let's go out and do some shopping. I know you need some stuff. Or if, in other words, if they're just selfish, you know, if, if they're, uh, there's, there's, I think selfishness is easy to, to pick up on. And to me, that's a, that's a deal breaker. I think selfishness is a deal breaker. Yeah. Uh, if someone is just clearly only thinking about themselves <laughs> like that, yeah. that's, that's a, that's a miserable relationship in the works. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Selfishness is, it, it, yeah, it's one of the worst, honestly, yeah. of the, the worst of the worst things that people can, can do and be. Cause it'll um, make you feel unloved, uncared for. It'll make you feel shitty. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. All right. Number three, uh, they get irritated at questions about the relationship or like where, you know, where's this relationship going? (laughs) 
And you know, the, the only thing I could say just real quickly about that is that's why honesty is so important. If you're in a relationship or you're near talking to someone, if you've been very clear that, Hey, this is just casual. Well then, yeah, I, I can't, I mean, I, irritation is something that doesn't necessarily need to happen, but you could always just be cl just clarified say, Hey, remember, you know, I've, I've been saying since the beginning, I'm not, you know, I recently got divorced. I don't want to get serious right now. You can remind that person, but if you're, if you're in a relationship under the understanding of this is we're dating and this is, you know, possibly hopefully going to go somewhere and they're getting irritated at your questions about where the relationship is or any kind of seriousness, that's, that's a red flag. And, and they're just yes. using you. They're just using you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's, that's bad stuff right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then I think number four goes right into that, giving vague hope towards the future of the relationship. In other words, they're just that non-committal one, again, going back to number three, they're getting irritated at questions, but then the four, number four, that's, they're giving very vague. Anytime they always change the subject. Anytime you bring up, you know, about the relationship, you know, if they say, Hey, about think let's talk about the chiefs, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, that that's very non-committal. Again, honesty is just one of those things that is key to a relationship for a couple to each know where each other stands. You know, when you're fully yes. communicating and being very upfront, very honest, you don't, you don't want anyone wondering, you know, and I think if I'm honest, so I, I can only speak from my own heart. Anytime that I, uh, a got irritated at questions or B, I was vague and talking about the future. I'll just be honest for me. That was because I just really wasn't that interest, interested really. Right. So all I can say is if you're, if you're kind of talking to someone and they're like that, my guess is they're probably just not feeling it quite to that extent because when it came to you know jessica it was totally different that's all i wanted to talk about i wanted to talk about how committed we were gonna you know i wanted to talk about everything because i was extremely interested in in anyone else that you know maybe they were i remember one time this one girl really sweet girl actually but i remember she we had gone on just three dates and I'll never forget. She was like, where is this going? Of course, <laughs> you know, of course in my mind, you know, there were so many things that, that, that was not going to work out, but I mean, and this is just my, my, I'm not mentioning her by name, so I can say this. I mean, she was all over the place emotionally. She, she was just a mess in yeah. my, in my mind, she was just a mess. And after the third date, you know, asking, where's this thing going to go? Well, one, I'm thinking <laughs> I've only had three days. Number one, number two, I wasn't that interested in her and, and she was interested in me. And, you know, of course I've been interested in people and they weren't interested in me. Okay. So that's, that's just the way life is. But, you know, she was just really, really like, I could tell she, she wanted to be married and, and soon <laughs> and, and she liked me and that's cool. And, and she was cool, but I didn't feel that vibe from her. You know, I didn't feel that right. this is a marriage person for me. And so I definitely wanted to stay non-committal and vague. And <laughs> so yes. I would assume if you're listening to this and you're with someone and they're just kind of dragging the relationship on and being non-committal. And then especially when we get to this, to this last one, for sure, they're using you. Yeah. 
All right. The very last one is they keep the relationship secret. Now, let me, let me, let me just say something. And I'm sure Pammy has some stuff to add. So I have always had always been, uh, until Jessica, I was always, Hey, let's just, you know, let's keep dating. Let's just keep hanging out until we see where this is going. So I was definitely not eager to hold hands in public or any displays of affection out in public and one, and I'm not, I'm not a public figure, but, but slightly, you know, like slightly, typically every time I go out in public, I run into somebody I know. And so that was also part of my thing is that, you know, Hey, this is date one or date two. Like, I don't want to be holding your hand walking through the plaza. Like I just, I just, and I had women want to do that. And I just, it just, I didn't want to do it. Now, clearly I definitely wasn't interested in doing it if I wasn't really sold on the person. Yes. You know, that, that was more so more of it. If I was smitten, I probably would have been more apt to hold their hand in public. Um, does that make sense? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. How were you with PDA or public displays of affection, holding hands? What were you like? You on know, that? I'm I'm all for it, honestly. Because <laughs> I love it. <laughs> physical, I mean, physical touch is one of my um, you know top love languages, and so connecting with someone on that level, um, even as you know, as mildly as even a first date. Hand, oh, um, you know, not a first date. I don't think that. I mean, it's possible that I have, um, but I don't, I don't recall if on a first date, but definitely a second date. I've, I've yeah. done that on a second date, you know? Yeah. Um, but you know, I've had you know, sitting at the bar or sitting at dinner with someone on a first date and then reach over and touch my hand. I've had that before. And, but that's a little different, I think. I mean, sure. it's, it's not a, you know, we're walking around holding hands, but yeah, I'm, I'm a PDA person. Oh, I take that back. <laughs> I just thought of something. Um, when Matt and I first dated, when we first met yeah. and on our first date, um, he actually asked me, how do you feel about PDA? And I said, I'm, I'm totally fine with it. And he immediately, um, we were sitting at a sushi bar. And he immediately put his hand um, on mine and um, you know, and, and I was like, this is cool. Like he asked me and, um, and I was totally fine with it, you know, because we were in a public place. It wasn't like, you know, we were somewhere secret, but yeah, I forgotten about that. But yeah, he, he did that the first date. (laughs) Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and we still hold it. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, obviously with anything in life, there's always exceptions to the rule. Uh, but I, I think if you're seeing one of these five, or especially if you're seeing all of these five, <laughs> for sure, yeah. uh, they're oh, using yeah. you. I mean, if, if they're wanting to keep it secret, um, and I'm not saying it has to be on Facebook. I, you know, I've right. talked about this very publicly too. I, you know, dated for whatever, three and a half, four years and went on a lot of dates and even had some girls that I was kind of quasi dating, you know, if you will, for more than like, you know, a month or two. And never once did I even consider 
uh, changing my Facebook status. Right. I just was like, no, that's not happening again. Being a public, per, you know, a public person, the person that posts a lot and does a lot on social media, you know, I just, I didn't want to be that guy that was like, Hey, it's me and you know, Rachel. And then, Oh no, it's me and uh, McKenzie. And Oh no, no, it's me and Michelle. And Oh, it's me and Samantha. Yeah. And, oh, it's me. And Ma you know, and I'm just like <laughs> rolling through, yeah. rolling through all the girls. Uh, for me, it, it Jessica, that was it. She was the only one that ever got me to, oh, wow. to change my Facebook status and to be, you know, public in my relationship. But that was because, you know, after we were dating for a while, I was like, I love this woman. This is, this is, if she, you know, I think she's the one. And as long as she agrees, you know, yes. we're, we're gonna, we're gonna do good. So, so outside of that, don't be, don't be upset if, if you're, you know, on a third date and he doesn't want to change his profile yet. Right. Like that, <laughs> I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about keeping yeah. it, keeping the relationship secret, meaning, he doesn't introduce introduce you to his friends, or she doesn't introduce you to her friends, or or you haven't met her family. He hasn't met your family. What you know, all the the family thing, or it's like when you go out, you almost feel like you're just friends. But then as soon as you're in the car, they're touchy feely, and as soon as they get in private, they're you know ready to have sex. I I don't. I mean, again, now Pammy and I, for the most part. 99% uh, of everything we talk about is more for people who are looking for a committed relationship, yes. not casual, not friends with benefits, not any of that, which all that's fine, but that's not, you know, we're just not talking about that. We're talking about if you're out there, you're looking for a, a committed partnership, you're really looking for something special. You know, if you're dating someone and you're seeing these signs, you know, they're only nice to you when you want to get, when they want to get something, they don't seem to care much about your needs. They only care about their own needs. They're irritated at questions about where this relationship's going, or they're very vague about where the relationship is going. And then finally, they're keeping the relationship secret that those are all signs that they're just not that into you <laughs> like the movie. Yeah. I, okay. I highly recommend that movie. Everybody needs to go watch that movie. If you're single, <laughs> you have to watch that movie. It is. It's, yeah. it's so funny, but it's also like, Oh my gosh. So yeah. true. So true. It is. It is. It, uh, yeah. I, I remember watching that movie and I was just like, how does she not see this? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I like, but then I had to look back at my own, you know, mistakes, my own dating errors and realize I understand how it can happen. Yeah. Because when you really believe that you can either change somebody or, you know, they just haven't seen it yet. They just don't know. They haven't given me a chance yet, whatever. Um, but once you come out of that, I mean, that's like a fog. <laughs> that's like, that's it a, is a fog it, on the mind. And once you come out of it, you're like, oh yeah, this is not. <laughs> and honestly, Pammy, I think it starts, I mean, I'm curious what you think, but I think it starts when we talked about, you know, honesty, honesty is the best policy. Honesty with yourself is where it starts, yeah. you know, yeah. being honest with yourself and knowing he only calls me late at night on the weekends to, to have me come over or him come over. Like, yeah. To, can yeah. you not see what's going on? I mean, again, if you're wanting yeah. casual, then fine. That that's a, that's a wonderful, I, I had that early on when I wasn't able to commit, I had mm -hmm. relationships like that. And it was fine because we both 
knew what it was. We were both upfront and honest and there were these boundaries in place and it was clear. Uh, mm -hmm. But so too many times it's, it's not clear, just like in that movie, you know, one person is thinking that this might be their next partner where, while the other person is out dating, dating around. And if they don't, if, you know, if they strike out out there, they end up calling this person and, you know, until you can be honest with yourself and really acknowledge what's going on, uh, you know what? He just doesn't like me really. Yeah. And until you can get honest about it, you're, you're just going to be the one that suffers. All right. A couple final thoughts and, and we'll, we'll end this. So a couple things, you know, I, I've, this obviously doesn't come from a religious perspective because I am not religious. Um, but I heard this in, in studying for this talk today. I was just watching a bunch of different YouTube videos and different coaches and to see what they said. And, and some of the things, you know, I'm, of course, I'm like, gosh, I say this kind of stuff all the time. Uh, how'd that guy get 1.4 million views? I have done that video content, that exact content before. Um, mm -hmm. Anyway, but uh, they're awesome. That's why. But three dates, the first three dates, I heard someone say this. And I thought I, I agreed. I was like, the first three dates are really should be casual. They are the just getting to know you stage. The first three dates are very, I'm just getting to know someone. Yeah. And you know, it takes at least three dates to even begin that process. I mean, obviously I think it takes a lot longer, but you know, it starts right there. Let's take a quick pause for a commercial break. We'll be right back. So anyway, I'm going to just give out a few th thoughts here. When you are dating and you go on a date, just in your mind, think the next couple dates. So the next three dates, including the first one, this is just a getting to know this person. And here's my recommendation as, as a date coach and as a relationship coach, here's what I say. Number one, there's no need to break the bank in the first three dates. There, there, you don't need to do anything massive, super expensive, super detailed, super crazy. You can keep it pretty simple. Mm -hmm. I've always taught this. Everybody knows this. I say it all the time. First date, for sure, to me, should be something casual like a coffee date. Because you just want to sit down face-to-face, -face, have a conversation, and just find out, is this even a potential Cause yeah. you can, you can, t I could, I could, I could always go on a date and find out if I wanted a second date or not. Mm -hmm. And, and I was assuming that the person I was on the date with was doing the same thing. You know, is this guy crazy? Is he nuts? Uh, you know, is it someone I could see myself going on another date with? So the first three dates are pretty casual. So no, no need to spend ex a bunch of money. No need to buy expensive gifts. None of that. Now, if you're rich and you want to, you do you. <laughs> Number two, I say no sex. I say for the first three dates, unless you're in the hookup or the casual stage, if you're looking for a life partner, and this is I followed these rules with Jessica, um, that we we didn't, and we even actually went on way more than three dates before it ever got intimate. But our first few dates were super simple. And, and very just casual. It was just like, just get to know each other. So nothing expensive, no need to go crazy about it. You're just getting to know each other. And there should be more dates that engage in conversations, what you're looking for. 
And then, of course, no, no sex. Um, I would even say very limited alcohol, if any. I mean, mm, a little good. bit of wine, you know, a cocktail is fine, a, a beer, whatever you're into, but yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go for it. <laughs> like I wouldn't right, go right. have four and five and six, you know, shots. And do, I, I just, I, I think again, if you're looking just to have fun and you're in that casual stage, do everything that I'm saying not to do, do all that, <laughs> like just do it all. Um, but if you're out there and you're, you're, you're really looking for a life partner. I think the first three dates are just getting to know each other. Don't go crazy. No sex, limited drinks. And I would even say, when I say limited, I would say two would be the maximum uh, drinks and make sure you have some food in your belly because otherwise two drinks might make you want to have sex. <laughs> yeah. It'll take you there quick. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, somebody else said this, but I liked it. He said, don't date, and he was talking to the guys. He's like, guys, you know, don't treat dates like pr a prostitute. You know, if all you're trying to do is wine and dine them and love bomb them to get in their pants, just go get a prostitute. Like, just <laughs> like, don't, don't, don't. And I, I thought that was funny. I laughed, you know, like you're laughing. Yeah. And I just thought, you know what? That's really true. You know, if you're thinking yeah. to yourself, I'm going to, I'm going to wine them and dine them and love bomb them so I can get in their pants. You know, one, <laughs> Gosh, I'm a guy. I've been there. I know, like, I, I, I want to slam the guys, but I mean, I think it's something that all of us guys have done, you know, now as a, a middle-aged guy, I think that's just shitty. You know, if you're, if you're trying to just love bomb them and as soon as you get sex, you know, they don't hear from me anymore. And Pammy, we've talked about this yeah. and you've yeah. said that your girlfriends have talked a lot about this and you said you've even experienced it where you went out and you really felt like he really was, it, there was a connection. You guys are liking each other. And so you felt comfortable and getting intimate quickly. Mm -hmm. And then that was it. Never heard from yep. him. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I've had that happen. Um, at least once that I can recall. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it just fell off the map. Yeah. Never, yeah. It was just a weird. And it hurts, thing. doesn't it? Um, you know, honestly, at that point in my life, I was just like, I mean, I'd been, I had dated enough and been on enough like first and second dates with people that didn't work out that I was kind of like, it didn't really, it didn't really affect me. Yeah. I was just like, okay, he's an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> well, I that's rare, it, Pammy. Cause yeah, I mean, yeah. I talked to a lot of women and they're just distraught. They're like so brokenhearted about it. And maybe that's because they have, um, uh, a wrong expectation, you know, they're, they're, I think you are a little bit more emotionally mature and understanding that. And you're calculating in your mind, like, Hey, am I okay to have sex with this guy knowing that I might not ever hear from him again? And then in your mind, you just go, yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, in yeah. other words, you're okay with it. Like you're okay with, with it too. But man, I've met a lot of women that they were really thinking they had some special connection with this guy and something was really great. And then when he didn't call, anymore it it was very it broke their heart and i'm like well yeah. you know you did it to yourself i mean you know mm -hmm. if you'd follow my advice you wouldn't give it up don't let him get in your pants yet you know make him make him earn that um yeah. i don't know but you know i'm a little old-fashioned when it comes to that uh when it comes to relationships i'm i'm not old-fashioned in general but when it comes to, if you're looking for a life partner, or you're looking for a spouse, you know, I just, I feel like you should date differently, but 
you know, who am I paying? I, I do. T- well, no, I do. <laughs> I think you're pretty smart, honestly. Like if, <laughs> if you were in it, it depends on where, what phase you're in, you know, what stage you're in and you're dating. But if you are looking for someone to be, um, you know, your partner or a spouse or whatever it is, and you're looking for that long-term relationship, you have to date differently. Yeah. You can't, you can't just assume that doing the same thing is going to get you a different outcome. It won't. Right. It, you know? And I think what you've said is just, it's, you hit the nail on the head. You've got to be, you have to look out for yourself yeah and you have to you know know what it is you want and not waver from that and you know i mean people are going to come along that will you know wow your socks off but are they but when it comes down to it are they really aligned with what you want to create yeah yeah and just like you know men using women and men, women using men i mean you know i've i've talked to women before that, you know, the guy had lots of money. And so she ended up using him because he was buying her lavish gifts and he was taking her out to nice places and taking her, you know, they were kind of using each other. Uh, but Mm -hmm. she was, you know, if he was a flipping burgers at waffle house, she wouldn't be dating him, you know? So, I mean, I think each, we can each use each other for different reasons and, and I've had a lot of guys say that, you know, I've, I've coached a lot of guys and one of the, and just like the scenario of the girl that has sex early on and then never hears from him again. And she's real hurt about it. I've coached a lot of guys that are super disgruntled and bitter and hurt over, man, I took her out and we, you know, we went to dinner and the dinner was, you know, it was 150 bucks and we did this and did that. And, you know, and I don't hear from her when I talk about, let's go to the park or let's go do this. She, she doesn't want to do it. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, well, dude, that's because she's using you for your money. Like, yes. then don't, you know, come on, you got to be smart. Right. I mean, if, yes. if you're okay with that and all you care about is having company, then fine. But it's just the same. It's the exact same. You know, she's using you for your money, just like men use women for sex, which is why we talked about you know, the prostitution. It's like, that's a prostitution mm-hmm. exchange. You know, yes. I'm getting yeah. what I want money. You're getting what you want sex. That's, that's essentially prostitution, but a little bit more vague. Mm-hmm. Well, Pammy, I, yeah. I, I, I think we, this was a good one. Yeah, absolutely. So They're my, <laughs> my, my final, my final thought is this, uh, treat. So guys, listen to me, guys, treat the women you date. Like you would want the men that are dating your daughter to treat her. If you don't have a daughter, talk to one of your friends that has a daughter and ask him, how would you want men to treat your daughter? I know for me, I would kill (laughs) someone that mistreated my daughter. (laughs) Like I would have no problem going to prison. I look like I used to be in prison. I would definitely go to prison. I don't give a shit. (laughs) So, you know what I mean? Like someone hurt my daughter, just go ahead and just, you might as well get you a plot at a gravesite because that's where you're going. <laughs> well, and I say on the on the flip side, ladies, don't look for a sugar daddy. <laughs> no, yeah. Don't treat your date like a sugar daddy. <laughs> right. I mean, that's you know, look, look <laughs> for you know, look for someone you know, yeah, who has a little bit more uh, substance. You know, and even in, if I in your world, right? I, I you know, when I was on the dating apps, I I definitely got hit up by women that were you know, they could tell I was a little older. And so they would ask me, Hey, you know, do you want to be a sugar daddy? 
And you know, the thing is, it's funny. I laughed about it. You know, one, I, I don't have that kind of money to where I could, you know, be paying someone several thousand dollars a month, you know, or paying their rent right. or doing whatever different guys do. I, I had a friend of mine that actually, he was a sugar daddy, but he had the money and he had, you know, three kids and he was super busy and a real demanding job and a crazy ex. So he just didn't have time to be in a relationship, but he wanted sex. And so it was a very upfront exchange. I'll pay you a thousand dollars a month. You come over once a week or whatever their arrangement was. And that's fine. I don't fault anybody for that. But even he admitted that it was just f meeting a physical need. You know, he didn't feel yeah. loved and adored and cherished. He, but he knew what he was getting into and so did she. So it worked, but it definitely left him feeling empty and not loved. Yeah. You know? And so that's, you know, again, what you and I talk about are people that are looking for life partners or, you know, spouse, you know, your person. So different, yes. different thing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, Pammy, I know you got to get back to work and I'm going to go play some tennis. Um, oh, oh, how fun. Yeah. How fun. Yeah. Oh, I get to, I get to tell you this too. Um, so Matt was getting his haircut the other day Yeah. and he sends me a picture and normally he'll take a picture of himself after he gets his hair done, yeah, haircut and you know it's just a selfie and sends it to me um and i saw I had this picture come through and so i was expecting it to be a picture of him and i open it up and it's a picture of you <laughs> <laughs> from, <laughs> from the um from the uh magazine um you know wedding officiant of the year oh or whatever, yeah whatever, yeah whatever you got and, and he had no commentary at all he just sends me the picture and it was just so funny because i opened it up i'm like Yep, there's Timmy. There's Timmy. <laughs> there's Timmy. <laughs> yeah, I won the the uh, Kansas City Magazine's uh, Officiant of the Year award. That is so awesome. Yeah, well deserved. Well deserved. Oh well, thank you, Pammy. I really appreciate it. You bet. All right, girl. Well, hey, listen. Have a fabulous day, and we have to get get us get all the couples together. We gotta we gotta get yes. another get together. Uh, matter of fact, Jess and I were talking about it. So I'll when we get off here, I'll text you after a while, and we'll okay. figure out a time we can all get together. Oh, that'd be fantastic. I would love it. All right, Pammy. Love you, girl. Talk All to right. you soon. Love you too. All right, bye-bye.